Well, it's Artax and the Beef, here to brighten up your week. While they may not get it right, still the show is kind of tight. So sit back and listen in. Welcome, 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 welcome to our podcast. Artax and the Beef tour the Marvel Universe. This is our show. Welcome. I'm Artax. And I'm the Beef. Welcome to our show. We're also joined today by a very special guest. Uh, we're so lucky to have this person with us. We have special guest Hillary. Yeah, it's you. Hello and welcome. To my, <laughs> <laughs> to your to show. my your show. show as well. Apparently, it's, this is my show. Uh, no, hi, hello, thank you for having me. Excited to be here. So, Hillary, yes. it being special guest, Hillary, uh, being your yes, first time please, please on the show. Please use my full name. I want to make sure you're familiar with what we're doing here. I am not. Would you please enlighten me? I would love to. We are watching all of the movies in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. No Hulk, Banna. No Eric Banna Hulk. And no X-Men, no... Sony, Spider-Man. Sony, Spider-Man. No Fantastic Four. No Fantastic Four. And and no other Fantastic Four. Maybe that's Sony, too. Because uh. there's two Fantastic Four runs. So what are you doing? Oh, yeah. So what we're doing is we're watching all of the MCU movies in release order, working our way up to Age of Ultron was the last movie we watched. <laughs> we're working our way up to Endgame. And we are very excited to dive into Ant-Man today. All right. Yeah, so let's get into our analysis of Ant-Man. Um, did you all know that ants are insects? That means they have six legs and three body segments. I <laughs> I was well aware of that, so I'm not yeah. sure. Oh, oh, cool. Did you know that man <laughs> is sometimes referred to for human beings? Sometimes? <laughs> well, yeah. Some... I did not realize it was coming on a podcast that we're just going to tell facts to me. No, we're I defining have... three-letter words. <laughs> oh, oh, I see. Can oh. is representation of what you're able to do right. or a tin container. Sometimes aluminum. Aluminium, as the Australians would say. Uh, wow. Oh, wow, okay. Oh. So Ant-Man, yes, we're watching Ant-Man today. All right. Uh, has either of you seen Ant-Man? I have not. Early prediction, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I have not either, right. but so, I, I do know something about this. Shoot. Okay. I know that Paul Rudd plays Ant-Man. That is true. I have a lot of feelings about this. Okay. So, Paul Rudd to me, in my heart of hearts, is early 90s Paul Rudd. We're talking Clueless. We're talking... You know, oh, yeah. the object of my affection oh, we're talking yeah. about. You know, later on, he moved into the run on Friends where he plays the Oh, I forgot about Phoebe, that. Right. Right? So, in my mind, that's Paul Rudd. Now, he became a leading man. He started getting into 40-Year-Old Virgin. He started getting into all these other, you know, Judd Apatow films, mm -hmm. I Love You Man, things like that. And then when it got announced that he was going to be a superhero, I just kind of did the thing where you cock your head to the side and you're like, Really? Well, so that was my thought, too, and I I have seen this movie, I think, twice, once in the theater and once streaming somewhere, 
And I have also, I had a, a decent amount of experience with Ant-Man, the character from some of the other Avengers cartoons, from some of the comics. But the Ant-Man that I was envisioning was Hank Pym, who is also in this movie. But when, when they first said, hey, it's Paul Rudd, I thought, Paul Rudd is Hank Pym? Hank Pym's like a genius. And mm. I don't think Paul Rudd can convince everyone that he's that smart. <laughs> I think you hit the nail on the head with the word convince. Does he play uh, a convincing, convincing superhero? Yeah. Well, and for, so uh, Scott Lang is the name of the character who Paul Rudd will be. That's the, it's the second iteration of Ant-Man. This is after Hank Pym, who has created the Ant-Man suit and the Pym particles that are the scientific backbone, much like Vita rays or Intellicrops, um, that are really <laughs> going to power this plot. What yeah. happens? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Oh wow! If, if there is, if they are not doing play on words like that, Marvel's got a new writer on their hands. <laughs> well, we know for sure, obviously, because this is a universe where he is the size of an ant. Yes. So is the superpower the fact that ants I think themselves it's a suit. can? So the he has a suit, and the suit can change his size. But we know that ants as as what did you call them earlier? Insects. Insects. Is that correct? Yes. Insects. Um, can lift an insane amount many multiples of their body weight right. is that the superpower he has so the part of it is that he's got this disproportionate <laughs> I thought you were strength say. so <laughs> no i want to know hold on what are you, you going to say as say? you know ants can change dramatically in size <laughs> as you know ants can shrink and grow at will <laughs> and there's your nightmare <laughs> um wow we're we're all over the place much like a colony of ants without a queen um <laughs> so I believe that the idea is he shrinks, but he maintains his same density. So as a smaller but denser version, if he like kicks you in the shin, it's as if a much more powerful version of himself kicked you in the shin when he is small. We're gonna. I'm gonna make sure we're ready to dive deep into the science of Ant Man uh, immediately after we come back. I but. just. I hear that description, and I just think of the originator of this comic sitting at his desk, going, "Hmm, hero, hero. I need a, what's left? Ants. Like I just. <laughs> right. It feels very bottom of the barrel. Well, so it's interesting. That's because good observation. We just watched Age of Ultron, right? And there are some... Oh, did you? I wasn't aware. Yeah. I was just talking to uh, the beef, not to you. Yeah. <laughs> oh. We did just watch that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so there's a version where... There's a version in the comics that Hank Pym creates Ultron, um, not Tony and Bruce. I see. So he, you have to think the person who made the Ant-Man suit super genius is what Marvel wants us to, to buy into here. And then the Paul Rudd character is like an ex-con who just uh, is kind of squirrely. So That's he, his superpower. He could he could nail that role. Squirrely ex-con, Paul Rudd. I'm convinced. Yeah. So maybe like deadbeat dad in there a little bit. Like he's got a kid. He does have a kid. See, there. Wow. He's not. It's more like I just want to get my kids back. It's, oh, it's yeah. less deadbeat. Sort of right? like Mrs. Doubtfire style. Yeah, he dresses up as an <laughs> ant <laughs> and, and moves into the house. And he takes care of the children. What are we looking at in terms of a villain here? 
Um, I think it's it's a one-off villain of someone who's essentially also got an Ant-Man suit. So I was oh, gonna wow. say, what are what are the natural villains of ants? Is it just? Oh yeah, like a, a, a large. No, I was just gonna say like a large can of spray. Right. Yeah. Like, uh, Six-year-olds, six-year-olds with, with magnifying glasses. glasses. Right, yeah. All right. <laughs> so, having not seen this movie, I am interested in its connectivity to the greater Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. I've seen, I think Ant-Man is on one side or another of the Civil War, so you see him there, and he gets all big and small and all that nonsense, but... Yes, and we also see... So, the opposite of Ant-Man is called Giant-Man, I know. What? You can't make it up, right? So in Civil War, when he becomes giant to like swat a flying robot out of the air or something, that's Giant Man versus when he's small, he's Ant-Man. When we get to that, I might need you to describe in detail what giant means for me. Which is which? I just want to know, when am I looking at each? Don't worry. When he goes in either direction, I'll tell you which which one it's going to be. Appreciate that. So, uh, Ant-Man's Stan prediction, I, I have a very uh, specific prediction. I would like to see Stan's head on the body of an ant, just looking up at us, you know, full antenna, just... Wow. Know, There's just like an ant with glasses right. and a mustache. It's kind of like a fly situation. Like, I want oh, that. Help me. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yeah. I want to help me, something like that, and then, you know, maybe he gets stepped on. Okay, I've got prediction. I saw... The trailer for this before we watched Age of Ultron, and they're in a prison at some point. So I'm gonna say Stan is a prison inmate. I'm gonna go with the old standby for the beef. He is ladling out food in the cafeteria. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think so. I remember. There's. Uh, it's been a while, so I don't exactly remember. But I think at some point, um, Paul Rudd has a job after getting out of prison. That's like working at a froyo joint and i think uh stan's gonna show up and buy some froyo <laughs> oh i thought he was gonna be the marriage of your two and he was gonna be scooping out <laughs> oh, froyo. oh hey opportunity yeah. for half points all around yeah. right with a prison tattoo just <laughs> yeah. a single teardrop single tear oh he probably have several teardrops yeah. <laughs> i mean stan stan's a bad dude yeah. that's true yeah. oh r.i.p every time i get sad r.i.p oh okay um so we got a lot to look for here uh <laughs> i'm please. glad you said we have a lot to look for and not forward to <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so go and watch ant-man well i'm sorry hit pause and then go watch ant-man everybody and we will check back in with you in about i think this one's about two hours yeah hour 58 runtime all right perfect let's go watch Look, I just gotta say, I'm only in for this one last job. I after this, I'm out of the game. I'm out of the podcasting game forever. I'm just showing up because I'm trying to get my kid back. And we're back to talk about Ant-Man. I just want you to know this is my last, this is the last score for me, our tax. Okay, that's fine. But I think after this last one, there's one more in you. Well, we'll see. (laughs) I mean, let's see how it goes. Welcome back, everybody.
Hopefully you just watched the film. If you didn't, the beef's here with six infinity points to recap the movie. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Here we go. The movie opens in 1989. Michael Douglas is beating up one of Howard Stark's buddies. Particle and science discussions ensue and Michael Douglas resigns, which seems rather impractical. <laughs> Cut to present day. Paul Rudd gets out of prison despite some rough goodbye rituals, gets fired from Baskin Robbins because they always find out, and resists getting back into the game. But that seems pretty impossible, doesn't it? <laughs> Next, we are introduced conceptually to the idea of a shrinking warrior suit. It ruffles the petals on Michael Douglas's scarlet pimpernel. <laughs> Science that needn't be tampered with, he says, but he also has a plan. That plan is to get Scott Lang to don the old Ant-Man suit, a seemingly preposterous idea, until it isn't. Scott is allowed to steal the suit and then does some coaching, gets some coaching through uh, on being Ant-Man. Along with teaching him, he expects him to work for him by asking him to do the things that he said he wouldn't do, breaking in and stealing some stuff. An excellent and impactful <laughs> montage later, we have a strong and capable Ant-Man, master of karate, some fairly good science, an army of ants, an army of crooks, corporate and otherwise, and finally, Hope's heart. Oh. The final heisty scene, we are breaking into Pimtep to stop, steal, <laughs> slash disallow the yellow jacket suit from use. Fire ants, bullet ants, and Antony all get in the mix. The band's all together and the battle ensues. Pim, Howard Pim takes a bullet to the chest, a bomb is triggered, and a tank flies through the air. Antony dies, and the yellow jacket suit is used to threaten Ant-Man's daughter. But Ant-Man saves her by going subatomic, and then using one of those big disc things to get big again. You could say it was a pim-perfect ending, but so was our hero. <laughs> wow. Uh, yes. Fantastic. Yes, that you was... earned your free pizza. Yeah. <laughs> um, I like the part where he was a master of karate. Yeah, that was, that was yes. really good. Mm -hmm. it, it seemed unnecessary <laughs> in the greater context of the film, but got him in close quarters with Hope. He really did. Yeah, that's true. Hope, by the way, everyone, uh, is Evangeline Lilly, or how some of us know her, Kate. She Freckles. got off of the island. Freckles finally got off Old the island. Old Freckles made it off of the island. I don't know her any way that she could be known other than as Hope. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair. All right, well, let's, uh, let's break the down... the press of this show. <laughs> yes. Uh, I'll just start us out. That was a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. Easily. I, fl yeah, flick. I, uh, flick. It was a flicker flick. Film. Flicker it film. Was a flick. Definitely a flick. It's a flick. Um, Definitely a flick. Beef and I were talking about, I would say, <laughs> 10, 15 minutes in. Knowing full well we were going to eat our words mm -hmm. about this film. Uh, I hope that makes you feel a little, a little vindicated. Vindicated. Because <laughs> 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 uh, we were both wrong about dreading watching Ant-Man. This was phenomenal. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I, now, I'm concerned, because I don't think any of us have seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. 
No. And I'm a little concerned that it's going to be Mjolnir in a bottle. Mm. And <laughs> once we come around to... It's going to be the exact same thing where Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy 2 yeah. is nothing compared to Guardians of the Galaxy Yeah, 1. I think it's one of those things that it it's all about expectation, right? So if your expectations are moderate, then something can really blow you out of the water. But if you have high hopes and something is just mediocre, it's almost twice as bad. Yeah, for sure. Well put, well put. Definitely a solid movie, soup to nuts. One of the best montage scenes. Oh, absolutely. Multiple great montage yeah. scenes. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, well, that montage was 45 minutes right. of, of him training, but it never felt like a grind. No. no. I would say that, you know, looking at the six infinity points, the first four were in the first 40 minutes of the movie. Yeah. And then the last, I mean, the last two major things that happened, montage of prep, montage of, or then like execution of battle. That that's a that's an hour and twenty minutes of the movie. Do you know where I think that actually comes from? Is a lot of the other superheroes people are very very familiar with, right? So their exposition part of the movie is yep. kind of glossed over. I would I would chance to say that Ant Man is not one of the most known characters. So Other than by our tax, apparently. Right. Well, but if, <laughs> and so, so if the exposition of it has to be more detailed, but they right. did it in such a great, entertaining way that you actually were like, oh, so how are they going to do this? And yeah. it made sense. He Miyagi'd him went all the mm-hmm. way through becoming Ant-Man, and it, it just... It was a great device for getting all that information out, and also intriguing to watch. Yeah. I think you have exactly right there. If, if you know Ant-Man, you know every every other superhero but just because you know iron man and the hulk doesn't mean that you're down with the second iteration of pym particle users right um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about the science yeah so the idea is that we shrink him down using the suit using this suit right and he maintains the same ratio of, I guess, speed and strength of his taller yeah. self, right? Yeah. Right. So now we're taking a fist the the size of the head of a pin, maybe. Mm-hmm. And if you put 200 pounds of force behind that small right. head of a pin, you're going to get a lot more bang for your buck. I think the first time they really exemplify that is when he... He, you know, he's in the bathtub wearing the suit for the first time, right? And he figures out, oh, what happens when I hit these buttons? Shrinks down, and he gets forced out of the tub with water and hits the tile, mm-hmm. and the tile shatters. Right. So we really see for the first time how that actually is going to play out. Right. 200 pounds within the size of an ant shatters a tile, whereas right. 200 pounds within a Paul Rudd just makes Paul Rudd look silly. Right. Yes, and whenever he punched people in tiny ant form, he should have been putting holes in their head. You think about the punching force of a of a two hundred pound yeah. man. Yeah, right. Like if pulling he's, back, if he's jumping up and like which you know a dis- jumping uppercut, he should just well, they should just they like cut dis- the brains. They discuss in the montage. Yeah. She specifically says, "If you go hard, this is what's going to happen. Whereas if you go too light, it's like nothing." You know, it reminds me. I'm going to jump universes here. Why not? Um, people talk about when Superman and Are you Batman. Going subatomic? You're going... I'm going subatomic straight to the DC universe. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when Superman fights Batman, anytime that he hits Batman, 
that like that he has the potential to just kill right instantly insta death batman regardless of armor regardless of any of that just but because of strength just because you know he is he's got like the power of the earth right, right. He, he's he's just so powerful that even if they're fighting he's still holding back so I think that's kind of what Ant-Man's doing here, except he's just punching security guards instead of someone awesome like Batman. Sure. Hmm. Okay. Can we that talk, checks out. Can we talk about one of the reasons, you know, we all were saying, Paul Rudd is a superhero. Is this really going to work? You know, really, Paul Rudd? And I think universally, we kind of came to the conclusion of why this worked, and it was the humor of the writing and the humor mm-hmm. of how playful it was of if you're going to have Paul Rudd be a superhero, you're going to have Paul Rudd as the character actor he is. Yeah. Yeah. A question for Hillary about Paul Rudd put up against a Hemsworth, Mm. a Steve Rogers. That's true. Who who are you taking here? Pretty lean We've seen them all trimmed and topless. Let me tell you, I'm going to go with Paul Rudd. Whoa. You know why? Because, yeah, Hemsworth, you're beautiful to look at. Do you have anything to talk to me about? Let's not assume that he doesn't. Well, yeah. I, I think, <laughs> I'm just saying, from, yeah. I get comedy and... Okay, Chris Pratt, Paul Rudd. Oh. See, that's the tough Ooh. one, right? So when I was watching, okay. I was like, oh, Guardians of the Galaxy really tops it for me. And I'm going to tell you, I think Ant-Man eked out above Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow, uh, wow that's that's a big deal. I, will, I, I was definitely expecting say, that. Yeah. definitely say that from a genetic standpoint, Paul Rudd probably has an, an advantage in the transversal abdominals. Like, he really thins <laughs> out well through the waistline, whereas Chris Pratt is a little bit more blockish and feel like that's a... He's probably taller. Big so, hurdle to overcome. Yeah. Well, I think that... They're, even if they were the same height, I would argue that Paul Rudd has a longer torso that makes those abdominals just let's pop. Just meet, really pop. Let's, let's, let's meet them and find out. <laughs> yeah, let's, so whenever you guys all want to come over and record an episode, yeah. let us know. Yeah, oh, you're welcome at any time. Um, all right, so, we need to talk about Stan. Stan. Yeah, Stan. So, Beef is very happy to take the points that are due to him. Stan was serving. Oh, he was serving yeah. drinks in the bar, and okay. Beef said that he would be serving ice cream in a parlor. No, you first served he serving... might serve mudslides. Well, no. No. So, yeah. Yeah, well no. no, I said he would be serving food in prison. You said uh. slop, to be fair. <laughs> Roll the tape. Uh, yeah, yeah, so, yeah, half point for Beef. Yeah, um, I guess I don't get any points. Mm, I was expecting I wanted him to be a customer at, right. at Baskin uh, Robbins. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I... And Baskin Robbins isn't a froyo place. It's so, not. No. It's not. So I, it was pretty close, yeah, but no. directionally correct. Um, yeah. I get no points. He was not a small ant. <laughs> <laughs> but let's say <laughs> that was reach. Here, no, but here's the thing: it wasn't because he had a whole army of ants. One of them named. Anthony. Anthony. So we could have oh, very Anthony. easily worked Stanley Stanley. Stan Stanley. Yeah. We could have put him in there. For sure. Well, I hope oh. whoever did the screenplay is taking notes. <laughs> this <laughs> we, is what the audience wants. Um, I, I just have one more thing before we kind of wrap up. I, I really dug the Honey I Shrunk the Kids vibe. Yeah. Um, oh, or yeah. the like Pickle Rick vibe. Or any of that, like, uh, Mario Six Golden Coins mm-hmm. macro world where yeah. we see someone's 
someone combating things like like when there's that Playing moment with the proportion yeah when there's that moment of ant-man being chased off by a rat yeah that that tickled me right and <laughs> the perfect i got i think they got the cgi really perfect with that they yeah. played with proportion they played with perspective in a way that it was it was fun and like how are they going to do this it was fun to watch yeah so i really i liked that part of it yeah um any other final thoughts as we kind of move towards the close here not feeling the greater role in the Marvel Universe, which yeah. is, I think, helpful for the movie to be what it was. There yeah. was no bend towards this or bend towards that, which mm-hmm. will probably be at risk for Ant-Man 2, but thinking we, ahead. Yeah. We did get something that hasn't yeah. happened oh, in yeah. any yeah, of yeah. their yeah, movies yeah. where we had a direct interaction with another Marvel character. As part of the right. central plot line. Yeah, he goes and sees Falcon. Right, so it kind of is weaving itself into the MCU in that way. Right, so we won't, yeah. we don't get any Infinity Stone action. No. But we do get, hey, this character's going to be involved with all our other characters. Yeah. Which we also saw in the post-credits. Yes. It's a nice, nice little bridge. Yeah. yeah. So, good stuff, good stuff. Next good, week. Good flick. Good flick, definitely good flick. a flick. Next week we're seeing Civil War, Captain America, Civil War. Um, this one's gonna be just full of action, so... Good night. Special guest Hillary's probably not gonna love it. Yeah. Um, but there's some interesting, uh, kind of, uh, larger themes that they play with as well, as we look at big government versus... And security. Yeah, so there's, you know, re- the, who's responsible for collateral damage. All of those things come up in this next movie, um... But also giant fight scenes with so, with twenty five people. Yeah, it's yeah. so it's a lot of Avengers fighting Avengers, which is cool for you know a little bit. Oh, and we get Spider Man back. So Spider Man and Black Panther yeah. both showing up next week. Okay. Yep. Hopefully, Oscar Oscar winner. I'll, hey, calling it right now. Recording time. Mm-hmm. Black Panther wins Best yeah. Picture and Best Director. Just to be clear, we're recording on February 24th. We're ending this recording at 7.53 p.m. Oscars have Oscars not Oscars have aired. not happened. And I think we're all pulling for Black Panther to be Best Picture. Well, That's I'm, right. I'm not pulling for it. I do not think it's Best Picture, but I do think it'll win. And I think it'll win Best Director as well. Well, okay. We'll see who's We'll right. talk more about my Black Panther opinions. <laughs> yeah, we'll know we'll next ca- time yeah, we yeah. check in. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in once again to this doubleheader. I know this one went a little bit long, um, but it's really important that we classify insects versus arachnids correctly. <laughs> uh, so just, you know, call it, a, call it a science credit. And we'll see you next time. Toodles. Toodles.